0: you. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, and welcome to episode thirty-four of I Bleed Pinstripes. As usual, I'm your host, and Selmo Huggins. Uh, I am better known as Sumo to most of my friends, uh, and it's good to have you. And uh, I am doing this two weeks before opening day, so the excitement is starting to build within me. I hope it's hope you're feeling the same as well. We're getting to the dog days, I guess, of spring training, and. You know, and this is, as I've said before, it's been kind of a quiet spring training because most of the positions have already been assigned. Like, we all know what's going to happen. Obviously, with Chris Capiano going down, there is a fight for the fifth spot. But, like I always do, it's the 34th episode. Let's find out the guys who wore number 34 for the pinstripers. It was first issue in 1930 to Foster Edwards. Don't know him. <laughs> Lou McAvoy Ward in thirty one. I'm going to go up this list. Ken Silvestri, Ward forty six, forty seven. Jack Phillips forty eight. Bob Serve Ward in nineteen fifty two. Tony Kubek nineteen fifty seven. He was a long time Yankee broadcaster, and if I'm correct, got into a big fight with George Steinbrenner and was not a part of sort of the Yankee family there for a while. Cleet Boyer Ward from fifty nine to sixty one. Sixty one, yeah. Phil Lenz wore it from 62 to 64. Roy Smalley wore it in 1982. Crazy because he wore number seven for like, no, he wore number six for the longest time. Uh, he was with the Yankees for like a good uh, 14, 15 years. I'll have to go back and see what happened there. Dave LaRoche wore it in 81 to 83. Uh, Dave Lalab LaRoche. <laughs> Matt Keogh wore it in 1983. Scott Bradley. He wore it in 84 to 85. He was supposed to be a big time guy, but never really panned out. Ron the Babe Hasse, he wore it in 1986, as well as Doug Drebeck wore it in 1986. And if you don't remember this, the Yankees, Doug Drebeck came through the Yankee system, and uh, he was great and uh, had a lot, you know, a lot of upsides. But uh, after that 86 season, the Yankees traded him to Pittsburgh where he would go on to win, I believe, one or two uh, Cy Youngs. Don Schultze wore it in 1989. Richard Dotson, also in 89, And Walt Terrell in 89. Pasquale Perez, the uh, jerry-curled wonder, wore it from 90 to 91. Jerry Nielsen, 92. A lot of good names on here. Mike Humphreys, 92. Andy Cook, 93, as well as Sam Milatello. Sterling Hitchcock on one of uh, his—he came up in the Yankee system, so this might have been one of the first times he wore it. He wore—because he wore 41 later on, uh, so he wore this in 93. Uh, Let's see here. Jared Wright, who I talked about last episode, who I'm not a big fan of, he wore this number in uh, 2006. uh, And I went back— he did not win the Cy Young. He did come in fifth in ninety-seven. Uh, Sam Han ward in two thousand and seven. Damaso Mate in two thousand and eight. Phil Hughes ward in two thousand and eight. We all know him better though as a number sixty-five. AJ Burnett ward from two thousand and nine to twenty eleven. Derek Lowe, hey, he pitched well too when he came over to the Yankees. Uh wore that in twenty twelve. Vidal Nuno ward in twenty thirteen. Jim Miller, 2013. Chris Buček. Who remembers Chris Buček in 2013? And obviously, uh, the guy behind the plate, Brian McCann, now wears number 34, and he should have that number for a few years now. Also, last time in episode 33, I was also wrong on Eric Kerplunk. He did not win a Cy Young, and he wasn't even voted for a Cy Young. So we'll move on from that. Um, I guess uh, the big story is, uh, and for me, Posted it on the Facebook page, but Jose Perella, who's been having a fantastic spring, and he's one of the younger kids. Actually, he's about—I think he's about 26. He was—he's sort of a—I think he was in the minors for about five, six years, and actually was pretty down on himself there for a while. But uh, he's been working it, working back, and he's one of the top guys right now. And you know, depending on, uh, well, before. Yesterday because if you don't know he was playing center field Yankees. He plays generally second third and And the corner outfield positions the Yankees are trying to give him some opportunities in center field Uh, But yesterday in the first inning a ball uh, against the game against the Mets He went back on a ball in center field and crashed into the wall Uh, Everything seems to be okay. He's just pretty sore today did have a concussion. So we don't know how long he'll be out Uh, but he Right now, he's probably the best hitter in camp. Uh, he's hitting about 200 points higher than Gardner, Drew, Teixeira. Uh His batting his batting average, I think, is up to 391. On base is great, 462, uh, and he's just been all around probably the best player in camp, maybe except for like Aaron Judge or Greg Bird. It's really been all the young kids that have really done a lot of things um, and that have opened eyes. Obviously, the the uh, guys, the older guys, the veterans. They're getting their work in, and they know what to do. Like if you look at a CC, he, you know, he gave up three home runs yesterday, but right now he just needs work. If you look at his numbers last spring, he had great numbers, and then he just imploded. He pitched horribly. So numbers do not really mean that much when it comes to uh, comes to spring training. But CC feels good. His velocity is up. I know we always talk about velocity, but it seems like you know he, he's put back on weight which he had taken off last year because he, uh, someone in his family passed, and uh, he was really worried about having this extra weight, and he's got kids, and he's just thinking of his future. But he did put the extra pounds back on. He says he feels better. And uh, so, you know, I mean, we can only hope that CC can give us 30 to 34 starts this year. If that happens, you know, things should uh, play out very well, as well as Tanaka, who has pitched great so far. Uh, Pineda was great again, his last start on Saturday. i want Let's not say great, but I think the thing that we saw on his Saturday outing was that, because he's been pretty fantastic, he got into a little trouble, but he was able to work himself out of that trouble. And that's been a big factor for him. It's a huge year for him. He's really been up and down. He's got the talent. But if those three guys are giving you what you need, everything else is great. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi has been great as well. Uh, and his thing is, I mean, this guy, I think... If you look at the stats, he had, he was in the top five with his velocity last year. I think he averaged on his fastball about 96 miles per hour, but he didn't get a lot of strikeouts. I think he had about six strikeouts per nine. A guy that's throwing that much should be, you know, nine Ks in a game or nine Ks per nine innings. Um, but he's looked great. Uh, Larry Trout, Larry Rothschild has worked with him and on his secondary pitches, and that's the thing. And he's throwing. He says he's throwing uh, higher up in the strike zone with his fastball. So, hey, if you know, yeah, if everything works out the way we want it to, it's going to be a great season. Again, the thing. Uh, again, as I said, you know, it's a double. It's a double-sided coin, which all coins are. <laughs> if the Yankees don't hit which I'm just seeing. I, I don't know. You know, They're just not hitting. If the main guys do not hit in that middle of the order, and now with Ellsbury uh, with a strained oblique, and you know, we hope that he'll be ready for spring training, Yankees are going to have some issues here scoring because you know, if the main guys are not hitting the bottom of the order, we don't know what we're going to get from that. Obviously, Steven Drew... Had the third worst year of all time. A guy uh, having 300 or more at-bats. He had one of the worst years in his, in baseball history. Baseball's been around for, what, a, at least 110, 120 years that they've been keeping records. He had one of the worst seasons. That's uh, it just, uh, go look at it, those numbers. They're just pathetic. So, and that's the thing with Perella is that, you know, it looks like if, Drew, if Drew's not doing his job come May, He's gone. The Yankees, you know, they gave him $5 million. They, I, I think they will be ready to get rid of him. I think that happened back with like Tony Womack when Cano came up in 2006, 2007. And uh, Womack wasn't doing the job. And the Yankees were like, let's take a chance here and look what Cano did. So either Perella will, Perella at some point in time will be on this team, whether he comes out of spring training or not. He will be there at some point in time this year. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's not going to play very well. And the same could be said for uh, Rob Refsnyder. But uh, he seems to, from what I heard, he still needs to work a little bit on his defense. But, boy, the guy can rake. He's also had a really great spring training. And that's all you love to have guys that can hit. But uh, right now, you know, Diddy, I mean, if Diddy's not hitting, Diddy. I never know what to call him. I guess we can call him Sir Diddy. He is a sir, and his uh, home nation. But uh, you know, right now Chase Headley looks good. Uh, Rodriguez has been fine. Uh, You know, there's so many question marks up and down this lineup, and um, I don't know. I I mean, you just don't know with this team right now. Uh, We hope, we hope, you know, things play out the way that we want to. I would hate to watch a 60-71 team. That's not going to be fun in August. You know, if this Yankee team is not producing, um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the other, I guess, the other exciting thing the Yankees played the Mets yesterday. They lost six nothing, but it was good to see the Mets. The Mets look like they've got a good young team. It's going to be exciting summer, and you know, in New York, and good for the Mets. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those Yankee fans that hate the Mets. They've never done anything to me. I can't tell you how great that New York City is when both the Mets and the Yankees are playing well and if you're if you're like me and you remember two thousand, how that city was just I mean everybody was happy going up to that World Series and then when the World Series came, I could not I couldn't wish for that series to be over fast enough because if the Yankees had lost that World Series, the Mets, yeah, they could suck for the rest of their lives, but they would hold that over our Mets fans would hold that over our heads for the rest of our lives. but I guess you know after two thousand four. You know, nothing really is that bad anymore. You know, we lived it, we dealt with it, we moved on, and luckily we won another World Series. Um, But right now, you know, it's all about getting ready for opening day. Um, And amazingly, I might, personally, might not be able to make opening day this year for the first time, I think, since 2007. And it's not because I I moved up to New Haven. I I still, still got season tickets. But uh, I'm going to broadcasting school, and unfortunately, broadcasting school uh, uh, runs up against that, and I sort of have to make a decision whether, hey, do I go to school, (laughs) which I'm paying to go to, or do I go to the Yankees opening day, which I I love opening day. Uh, Sometimes you have to make tough decisions, and at the end of the day, it's not really the toughest decision. I can DVR it, go home, watch it, have a great time. Again, there's nothing like being there though for opening day. So, um, gonna figure that out. You know, maybe I'll get there late. I don't know. I I feel like if I get there at two thirty, you know, it's kind of late. And the thing that I love about opening day, I love the introductions. I love the pomp and circumstances, pomp and circumstance, the throwing out of the first pitch by whoever. Don't think it'll be Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter did say that he. I believe that he wouldn't be there, that he actually would be out of the country. I know that he is in Japan. He was in Japan this past weekend with Hideki Matsui, and uh, he's uh, helping Matsui. Uh, They had a a game, they played an exhibition game uh, to raise money and awareness for uh, children that were affected by the, uh, the, uh, what was it, the earthquake, and then the subsequent, um, what was it, a typhoon or... um I, I can't remember the name. But anyway, you remember the earthquake a couple years ago that devastated Japan. And uh, so a lot of obviously a lot of kids were affected. And uh, they're trying to raise awareness and money. And uh, really great cause. Jeter has always been a big supporter of Hideki Matsui and vice versa. And obviously we can see uh, as the years have gone on how much the Yankee organization loves Matsui. He's been brought back. And he's actually never really left. I mean... They didn't sign him after the 2009 season, uh, which I was very sad about. I thought they should have brought him back. But he went to the Angels. And then I think he played for the A's for one year, maybe Tampa. Uh, Didn't look good in those uniforms at all. But uh, he's always going to be a Yankee. And uh, he's uh, been brought back as a special advisor to Brian Cashman. uh, And, you know, with thoughts of one day managing, which would be crazy. I I don't know the guy personally, but obviously the guy has a lot of uh, knowledge. And uh, he loves the game and wants to be a part of it. I actually need to find out if he's married. I don't know why I'm so interested in that. But uh, I've never heard uh, Hideki Matsui with a wife or a girlfriend. Maybe baseball is his girlfriend. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. It's been a really quiet season. I'm just looking forward to, you know, I, I was I was currently watching the Yankees and Nats play. But you get to a point, especially the Yankees are on the road and uh, they don't have too many of their starters there. A lot of the, if you don't know this, in spring training, like Mariano Rivera, rarely in the last ten years, they said he didn't even own a pair of uh, away jerseys. His, his away jersey never came because he's just, just not something that he needed to do. He's he's a he's a veteran. He knew what he had to do. He pitched like seven innings uh, every spring training. And so he didn't need his away grays. <laughs> um, but most guys, most of the uh, starters do not travel with the team. I think the Yankees took like three main starters with them today. A lot of the guys stayed back. Uh, they don't take the long road trips. Like the the Yankees hadn't played the Mets in three years, I believe. Yeah, maybe three years. Because the Mets play on the other side of Florida. It's 160 miles. Uh, but the Mets are actually... And that'll be an exciting game. The Mets are actually coming to George M. Steinbrenner Field. So I'll I'll check that out for a few innings and check how that works out. Anyway, guys, I think that's really it. That's all I got to say. I just kind of consistently want to do this only because, you know, uh, it's important. It's important that I do this every week and, uh, and, and get on a better schedule so that if you are looking and and excited for this podcast because there are podcasts that i listen to and like i want it there when i want it there so that's what i'm planning to do anyway guys hope all is well on your end and uh see you later bye this has been a presentation of hatfield digital